everyone, I'm Abby. And I'm Caitlin. And we are two millennials who are taking our stance on insurance with a fun twist of pop culture. We work with clients to assess and lower their total cost of risk. And we're chicks! Notice we discovered a new intro song. Very exciting. We were extremely extra, which was not shocking when we couldn't pick one. So we literally came into the conference room and created a bracket to decide. So it we was chose like, like eight songs, I think it was. It was like a March Madness situation going on in here. This is how we spend our time. Yeah, we yeah. decided that was going to be the best way. I like what we decided on. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. We might change it up again, yeah, but who knows? <laughs> All right, so today's episode, we're channeling our basic selves once again, but doing so with insurance. So we're getting back to the basics on insurance, kind of like insurance 101, all like, you know, I think the basic questions that we probably would have, like when we first started working here and kind of getting a feel for, you know, what is insurance? Yeah, and I think we're basing it off of the structure of an insurance agency so that um, we understand and our listeners can understand how we play a role in the the process of choosing insurance. Right. So before we get into that, what's more basic than two chicks that religiously watch The Bachelor? Absolutely nothing. Zippo. So we need to talk about the last two episodes. So first we have the hometowns and then the fantasy suites is what we need to catch up on. So let's start with the hometowns. Um, What a train wreck of an episode. (laughs) Pilot Pete continues to disappoint. I still think he sucks. I stand by that from the last episode. And I think I was genuinely shocked when he chose Victoria over Kelsey, but like not surprised, you know, based on I think it was the producers playing playing it off as like, because I feel like he doesn't like Victoria and he didn't like Kelsey, so he didn't know who to pick, and they were like, definitely pick Victoria because she causes so much drama. Spice it up, create a little trauma for everyone there, basically. Um, and oh, then, the memes that came out of that are <laughs> so funny. Wait, my favorite line, This I want to get this like tattooed on my forehead. It's so funny. <laughs> ready? She was like, I'm so ready to just like not. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is that? Oh, my God. I was dying at that. Um, when they were sitting on the front porch. Yes, and that's she was, was like, can we not right now? And he's like, what are you talking about? Like, why can't we have a conversation? He He was getting so angry. She can take, like, a five-second conversation and turn it into, like, the world's biggest fight. I think her and Peter have had more fights than me and my boyfriend of three years have had, Which is, like, kind of leads us into the fantasy suites because they're sitting there at dinner, and she's like, I'm so proud of us. We haven't fought yet. I know. She (laughs) was like, yet. Yeah, I'm like, ding, ding, ding. It's like a bouquet of red flags yeah. I should be handing out, not a bouquet of roses. Pretty sure I texted Abby and was like, that might be the funniest <laughs> thing that she's ever said because it's yes. like the keyword of yet. And another thing that I loved about Hometowns was that, you know, how she brought him to like the Hunter Hayes concert? Yeah. Producers are like, please don't play any of your new music or anything that you want to release just to like get your name out there. Please play a song that you released in 2013 called I Want Crazy. <laughs> oh my God, I didn't even pick up on that. You didn't? No. Oh my God, I was screaming. Okay, you know me and the names of songs. I don't know anything. Well, I just, I don't know. I think that was just like a pop. Well, it came out so long ago. Yeah. So Hunter Hayes it's actually. It's definitely his big hit. And also he looks very different. That is not what I pictured Hunter Hayes as. 
Yeah. Well, he actually was on my spring concert in college. Oh, really? Our senior year. Yeah, he came and was our spring concert. and he We sang. had Jason Derulo. <laughs> really? Oh, my God. Wait. We were supposed to have Jason Derulo, but then he got, like, sick or something. Yeah. So, like, literally, like, day before that concert. I didn't go. Our president had to, like, figure something out. <laughs> and then we got Lupe Fiasco, like, last minute. Okay, and, like, well, that's sick. It was fun. Yeah, but anyway. High point situations. <laughs> the f- I just love the fact that, of like, a song, like, that's so old called I Want Crazy is sung at and the related home down so much. Victoria. Oh my god, you know. The, the devil works hard, but the bachelor producers <laughs> yeah. work harder. Let me tell ya. Well, also, like, the fact that Pete, Peter, Pete, I just call him that. <laughs> Pilot, Pilot Pete. Pete. <laughs> <laughs> um, ex-girlfriend showed up and totally ripped Victoria apart to him, and he just, like, stood there with his jaw, like, on the ground, not Literally, even knowing what to say. Did you think that was, like, staged? Like that looks so one hundred percent because they, they also so blocked awkward. out her face. So awkward. So another good f- or uh, words. <laughs> okay, so from hometowns into fantasy suites, I was also dying laughing at when they were in the not the fantasy suite, but when the three girls. First of all, the fact that they were all sharing like. And a, do they a villa always together. do that, or is that a new thing? That's for a this new year? thing. I'm like 90 percent sure. I didn't. I talk about watched, budgeting. I know. I didn't watch. Well, they probably did to like stir up the drama, especially with Madison being in there and like her views on the fantasy suites. Oh, yeah. But do you remember when Madison was like, "How's your guys' hometown dates go?" And uh, Victoria was like, "Good." <laughs> it was like, no, it wasn't. Oh my god, so funny. Um, something that someone was saying to me is like, imagine their fathers like watching the fantasy suite episode after the hometowns. Oh, so awkward. After the conversations that Peter had with the, the dads. Everything's so... It's okay, so like, uncomfortable. The general concept of the show The Bachelor <laughs> is just disturbing, if you think about it. Also, like, a side note, the new Bachelor, like, the singing one, just looks t- like an awful idea. Oh, I know, right? Awful idea. Should we watch it? Same with the grandparents one. Why are they looking for seniors? Like keep up. I heard the show Love Is Blind is like unreal. I think it's on Netflix. Oh really? I think maybe we should start watching that one after this. Okay. Yeah, we're gonna need something else. It's on. It's in the queue. So I'm Team Madison. Me too. I love her, and I think that the show obviously that show works harder than anyone else. But I think that the show totally made it seem like she was coming off as this, like, crazy girl that's, like, you can't sleep with anyone else when, like, you know, I guess it's, like, obviously Peter has in, like, his past or whatever. But when she sat down at dinner with Peter, I was totally understanding where she was coming from. Specifically when she was, like, I can't say yes to an engagement when you slept with someone less than a week ago. Like, it doesn't, realistically, like, it's not, that's not going to work. No, it's not. And it's, like, she totally is, like, calling out the style of the show, which is, like, really funny. I know. But I think that the producers are letting her be herself because they know that he actually likes her. Yes. You so can like, totally tell. You can tell that Hannah Ann's on herself. Fake. Victoria's just an absolute She's train wreck. And Madison's the, the one that's, like an actual person and they're letting her be herself and because he actually likes her for it. that. She's sticking to herself. And, and they I have so much that. more fun. It's that like girl power yeah. moment, you know? Because Hannah Ann will just say anything. She like knows what to say to make Peter She looks happy. like she's 12. She knows exactly. Sorry. <laughs> exactly. The outfits. Oh my oh god. Oh my god. <laughs> Hannah Ann, please go follow some like 
style bloggers. And she's a model. You'd think that she'd have friends that she are like, don't know. wear that. And she, remember she won the whole Revolve shopping spree? Like, like where those clothes have, go? She should have her next wardrobe set up, and that's not happening, and that's disappointing, and she's just embarrassing herself. Okay, so I'm really excited because next week is Ladies Tell All, or Girls Tell All. Women Tell All. What? <laughs> Ladies night. Ladies night. <laughs> Whatever. Ladies. Women tell all. Bring out the ladies. Yeah, women tell all, which is always filled with drama, cat fights, everything. Well, I'm excited to see those two girls who was it, McKenna and the other girl that Tammy. had Tammy go at it again. And you know Cindy's gonna get in on that. She yeah. was um, also on McKenna's side, I think. Oh, that'll be good. And then it's the finale, which we'll obviously recap. Yeah, so we need to give in our final votes. What is your theory for how this all goes down? I think that Madison leaves but comes back, and he ends up not proposing to anyone but is, like, with Madison. That's what I think. Yeah. Also, I mixed up where Madison lived because I saw on Pilot Pete's Instagram right before this that he was in Atlanta, and I thought she lived in Atlanta, and I was like, yes, my theory is right, but she <laughs> lives in Alabama. So. Auburn. Auburn out the other A. Yeah. So that. I agree with you on most of that. I think Victoria goes home next. I think Matt yeah. is just late to the rose ceremony because you know how they showed that whole thing. Yeah, that's why. Where I... they're standing there and they're like, where's Maddie? Like, I think she's just late to that. I think that's totally Bachelor production trying to screw with yeah. our heads. Messing with us. And then. The fact he's crying in it, though, is like stressing me out. I know. Oh, my God. I can't wait. I just want to like fast forward like through the week so we can get to like next I know. Monday. Um, but I think, uh, so the final two are definitely going to be Madison and Hannah Ann. No question there for me. And I think Madison is just, like, marinating in the fact that he has slept with someone else. both of them, one of them, someone, who knows, who knows the, the, um, the producer, the producer, like, who the hell knows? And I just think she's, I mean, clearly you saw from the dinner, she's just having, like, such a hard time with it. And I think that she just can't let that go, and that's kind of ruining her feelings for Peter. So then I, that's when I think she leaves. And then when Chris Harrison in that teaser, he was like, there's something you should know. Like, yeah, we just found out. And then he's like laying on the bed. He's like, I think I'm going to pass out right now. (laughs) Like, please be more dramatic. more dramatic than us, most likely. That's hard to be. That is very hard to do. (laughs) (laughs) That's what he's coming across as. So, and then I think he's crying and apologizing, saying his heart is broken because Madison has left. And didn't he say that he loves Madison? He did. That's the only one he said he loves. But he's he said falling. he's falling in love with the other Which two. That's just not. BS. You Sorry. Like you're just trying you're to not say a, he's, that. Just oh, there was one line he said to Madison. Just to say things. He said one line to Madison at dinner that really just drove me up a wall of like. <laughs> Oh, I wish I could tell you that I didn't have two other relationships and that I'm falling in love with them. I'm like, who says that? Did you hear him say that? I think so. Yeah, at the dinner table. I was like, um, no. (laughs) He says things just to say things, and it's just stupid. So I think Chris Harrison tells him that Madison has decided to leave, and then that's when Peter has his whole, like, mental breakdown. With his mom. Or Madison hasn't, like, left officially yet. Like, I think she's still in Australia, but probably, like, packing up her crap to, like, get the hell out of there. And so that's when I think in that teaser of who he's, like, apologizing to, being like, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, but obviously they're not going to show, like, who he's yeah. talking to. You could just see brown hair, but spoiler, they all have freaking brown, brown hair. There's no blondes. <laughs> and so I think that that's who he's um, talking to, is Madison. And then 
I don't think Madison accepts his apology right then because Peter goes back home and his mom is it's there. freaking out. So Peter's mom's freaking out and her saying, like, bring her home. Peter's mom has only met Madison out of any of these girls. Yeah. And I think she's talking about Madison and Peter doesn't know what to do. So then I think Peter goes and fixes things with Madison. They're not engaged. They're just dating. Final votes are in. Yes. The Madison tribe has is spoken. the winner. Yep. So that's our, we'll, I, yeah, we'll recap everything. The ladies tell all the final Final moves. statement, Pilot Pete is a mama's boy. Literally. Yeah, huge mama's boy. Jesus. Okay, so another thing that we Cute, have... but you're 28. <laughs> His scars bother me so much lately. They definitely, like, make it pop more for oh, the yeah. effect. Oh, yeah, they probably put, like, the shading around <laughs> yeah. it, yeah. So another thing that we've been talking about is Tom Brady. He was... He, yeah, he's been really quiet. Brady and I don't. 2020. March 17th is the last day that he is... In like, Before for free agency. Us. So we'll have an update on that, but yeah. the it, update I, for today is that he's been really quiet and, like, no one knows so, what's going like, on. Like, I haven't heard anything in a while. I feel like, like, the hype almost seems over for a second, but I think people, either people just realize, like, there's nothing we're going to know until it happens. Like, what's yeah. the point of talking about it? And then I haven't heard anything on, like, the radio that I listen to every morning on my way Me to work, either. except the fact that they've said, like, we've heard nothing. Like, yeah. he's been so silent. Um, they keep playing the Hulu Super Bowl commercial. I read an article, but I don't know if this has to do with his current contract, but there is some sort of, like, two-year deal going on where, like, each year he's getting a salary bump, but, like, obviously That's that probably contract, contract. Yeah, yeah. it's either going to be voided or it's going to be amended. Something's going to happen. Or another team will, like, pick it up and... Yes. Whatever. And, like, I don't really know like, how that we works. Can do that. Yeah, but I feel like that, like, see, like, I was totally, like, mentally prepping myself for, like, seeing, like, paparazzi pictures of him with other teams, him talking to other coaches, yeah, no. like, going to some sort of, like, practice or, like, event with, like, another team. Like, I was just, like, getting ready for it. He's getting some sort of, like, weird TB12 smoothie with someone yeah. who <laughs> works for the Rams or whatever. Like, I was ready for that, and I've been let down, but I'm also happy about it. My the only thing I've seen of him on social media was him like skiing with his family, and I got really, really, really excited about it, thinking that he was like in Lake Tahoe, California, <laughs> when I was there, caption? and I was like, oh my god, he's definitely gonna be there. Because you went to Heavenly, yeah. Mount Heavenly, and he his caption or whatever was like in heaven. Yeah, and I was like, and I was oh, like my oh my god, god. <laughs> where is he? And then my mom's like, he's definitely at like that usual in like, like Austria like, or like, something private mountain that he like always goes to. Yeah. Yeah, so... But anyways, I was let down by that, too. So we're both been let down. I know. But, I mean, I guess it's kind of... No news is good news, right? I guess we'll stick to that. So, fingers crossed that New England is not up in flames in a few weeks. And that we'll be back to normal. I know it's coming up. It's almost March. Speaking of being back to normal, let's go back to the basics. Yes. Of insurance. So, you mentioned earlier, kind of really on like the agency side of insurance and like what an agent does so let's lay out the basic structure of an insurance agency and kind of like where we come into play okay so there's the insured which would be like you and me yep and our like auto policies or in families you know? yep, yep. policies then there's the agent which is delane gibson mm-hmm. and then there's a carrier which is a company yes so a carrier big, and company companies. are both they go hand in hand yeah um 
that is, I think, where people get confused between the agent and the carrier. Uh-huh. Um, and the agent, Delane Gibson, we have we have a sales team, we have a personal lines team, we have a commercial lines team, and then we have, like, the miscellaneous team that's kind of like HR, benefits. Um, marketing, benefits, stuff like that. So we basically we, yeah. serve as the advocate between you being the insured and then the big guys being the big carriers. Yes. And people think that if you go through an insurance agency, there's a nasty rumor going around that using an agent is more expensive, and that's not true. But why do people think this? Um, I think because they believe that getting a policy through an agent is going to be more expensive because the company has to pay us to do business with them. Right. Which is not true. Not true. So an example of this is that we had a client who left Delane Gibson and found a policy online through a direct writer. And they actually ended up totaling their car, which cost $30,000. Yikes. Um, and part of the reason is that she did not fully understand her coverage that she purchased online. Yeah. And just, you won't yeah. because there's no one there to explain it to you. So she actually ended up not having proper coverage for her accident at all. So this is an example of where the lower price equaled the lower coverage right. online through a direct she, Yeah. So she went to, like, she left us to get the cheaper option. So this is where we can address the cheaper option versus the better option. And almost every time us at Delane Gibson, we can find you the cheapest option, but the cheapest option is not going to, or might not be the best option. Yeah. It could be the best option, but it might not be. And this is where the resource of having a trusted agent like us, having a trusted agent's value comes into play. So how does that come into play? So we can help advise you through the process and kind of assess the risks that are personal to you and educate you on how to protect yourself and your assets correctly. Exactly. And I think that is of huge value because, for example, back to that person, she left, she knew what her coverages were here and she knew what she was paying for, but when she left, she just saw the price and was like, great, I definitely will have the same coverages and nothing was ever explained to her. And that's when, like... She didn't know until something happened, and it was a, a huge loss for her. Yeah. And that's where our value was shown because she ended up coming back. Right. And kind of, like, creating a custom coverage that's, like, custom to you and what your needs are, which is important. And also going online to a direct writer, you're working with one company and one company only. Delane Gibson, as an agency, has the option to work with hundreds of companies and we have the relationship with those companies to work with them to get you the best coverages and best options. And also we can navigate with you uh, through what those offerings are. So right. say you want an auto quote, we can quote you with three different people and explain the coverages the and explain the yeah. differences. Exactly. Whereas online, they don't explain the coverages to you and you have one option. Yeah. And it's solely on price. This kind of like reminds me back when I was like college hunting and a lot of... Um, mentors would be like you're not a number here like you're a person and Mm -hmm. I think that's very important to being an agent with and how we kind of build that relationship with our clients is that you're not a number like you're the client we want to keep you happy so we're gonna fight for what works best for you and this also comes down to the claims process of when you have a claim we're going to advocate for you because you're a, a valued client to us where at the big company okay you have like a two thousand dollar auto policy 
they have clients that have thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars worth of premium that like if they lose you they don't care but if an agency like us loses you it actually matters and we want to do anything to not lose you and to help you with the claim and advocate for you for what's best and get you the best coverage coverage and leverage exactly that yeah that's what i was going to say is that we are more, more likely to have a leverage with these big companies um, for fighting for what you want, whether it's a claim, you know, a lower premium, and you know, stuff like that. But yeah, and so Abby and I might be basic, <laughs> but Delane Gibson is definitely not basic with our process. We have a one of a kind process that helps us advise prospects and current clients right. through the insurance process as a whole of selecting what's best for you and everything like that. So we ask questions that other agents definitely do not. And we ask about areas of risk rather than just what you need for insurance. It's kind of like, yeah, it's like more than insurance, you know, yeah. kind of what your lifestyle is, what's your day-to-day, and, you know, we can assess areas of risk or anything that you might be concerned about coming up if you're, you know, going on a trip, doing all the stuff, getting a dog, like having a boat, anything yeah. like that. And like some areas where we can talk about risk more than just insurance, for example, is like you're hiring a nanny, we can give you advice on how how to do that and how to cover that person mm-hmm. and what comes into play. I mean, there's new laws in the state that like we can advise you right. on and kind of help you figure out and understand. And that's kind of where our HR consulting firm yeah. will come into play with that, giving you advice on what to do in regards to hiring a nanny or you know another domestic yeah. employee. And also, we have a benefits department and we can help you consult with Medicare and what your coverage looks like or anything like that. Like We're more here to consult as well mm-hmm. as rather than just oh, cool, we got you auto insurance. Talk to you next year when you need it. Like, yeah. we're here to help you with all different types of areas. And if we can't, then we're going to figure out how to. I think everything is just kind of summed up in the fact that we are an advocate and we are here for you. We want to keep you happy because you are our valued client. Yeah, and like our company, we have core values that we stick to. We have online blogs. We have podcasts. We're doing as much as we can to get important content in the hands of our clients mm-hmm. and prospects to help them understand how we work and how we're going to advocate for them and how it's a it's of value to work with an agent exactly and we're growing which is exciting. yes we're now 50 percent millennials Woo! and continuing to find younger talent too so uh abby and i started working here as you know with little knowledge and experience yep. in insurance straight like straight out of college like i my first day here like i literally didn't even know what a claim was and that was like three years <laughs> it's ago like the best but, story. <laughs> but the next episode is really going to be about how we have made it a strategy to hire younger talent mm-hmm. and, and teach how we them. have, like, personally grown here, yeah. too. And so don't worry. It's not just us You're for the next episode. <laughs> we have a guest coming on who's actually someone that we work with every day, and she is currently a student at Boston College, and she's going to go for her master's in cybersecurity, which we think is amazing because cyber is such an emerging risk in our such industry. An yeah. And she's going to be able to give us really cool insight from her classes, from her peers, and really relate it to mm-hmm. insurance and how we're trying to make everybody aware of the situation. Yeah, cyber has definitely grown to become such an extreme yeah. risk for, you know, personal stuff and even, you know, obviously companies. Yeah, and how to go about making sure you have the proper coverage for mm-hmm. For cyber and for your business and even individually, it's not it doesn't cut off at a business. The cyber can definitely come to play on a, a personal policy Absolutely, and for for yeah. your family. So So we'll get into that next episode. Yes. So tune in. It definitely will be insightful and it's it'll be cool to get a uh, younger perspective on 
cyber since that's what we yeah. live with every day. We grew up in a social media world. Exactly. Yeah, we've been raised through yeah. kind of all this high-tech stuff now. Yes. So be sure not to get yourself caught up in risky, risky business. business.